the things that we've forgotten, if you see some people are not here, they've called, we have a rule here, if you have a fever, or if your kid has a fever, stay home, and we've gotten calls for that, not COVID. Right. You know, you can get a headache now and it's COVID. <laughs> Remember, there was a thing called the flu way before COVID. And so we just don't think everything's COVID. Right? It's about time for us to bury that thing and, and be careful. We know, here we have, if you have a fever, if your kid has a fever or cold, you stay home. We've been doing that for how many years? Forever. forever. <laughs> All right? And forever, we've been having people missing church because, church because of that. All right? Because pretty soon, we're going to make it, uh, in a week or two, we're going to make it and I didn't say, I said mandatory, and I should have said volunteer. Yeah. So okay, one of the things that bothers me that if we look around, uh, the, the world's just like it's just out there. And the country and what's going on and what's going on around us, it's, it's quite a different time. But the Bible has already told us that we would live in times like these, That's right? right? And, and the, but one of the saddest things to me that's going on, that what's going on in the churches, of how churches are split up and divided by denominations and religions and all of these kind of things where they've got all these kind of rules going on, all right? Now, the reason that churches and schools and these things are divided, the problem is coming out of the home. So if it's not right in the home, this is a saying, if you've got an attitude in the house, it's the saying attitude that goes to work or the saying attitude, right, that's going to school. That's right. And so what we've got to do is we've got to start with the church people. Church people have to be the pattern for other folks. You see, because we, it, it sounds like Coach Chavis right. The only Bible some people might read, we've been saying it for years, is your life. And so we're to live a life that people can look at us and want to live and do better. Does that make sense? And so uh, when we get to the point uh, as church people where we take on the attitude of Christ, then that group begins to uh, minister to people, other people. Because they ain't come to church. So they, they, but they're looking at you on your jobs and in your schools. And now, hold on, and they're looking at how your children are acting. They're looking at how your children are acting in, in, in certain places. And remember last week I told you all, Saturday, Sunday has became the new Saturday. We have all kinds of things going on on Sunday that we used to do on Saturday. So, and a lot of you all have kids that play sports, there's nothing, but that's here to stay. But you can do devotion in your home. Yeah, you can do devotion in your home. You can take the lessons that you got and sit down with your children and, and do that devotion with your children because it should start there anyway because we, it's just like the young man that shot the people in Olathe West or East, excuse me. You see, there was a problem there somewhere that, you know, that, that disturbed him to enough point that he was that angry and a lot of people could have got hurt people if it wasn't stopped, right? And you all heard about the church counselor who brought the three girls in and their father. He shot and killed the three girls and himself. That was Monday, I think it was. This is, yes, 
You see, probably church people, church counselors usually don't uh, uh, counsel people unless somebody's in the church. And so we got all of this stuff going on around us. And we need to pay attention to what's happening to us. And, you know, we're talking about now, we, we're pray, praying for those people that Putin is going crazy over there about, but we shooting each other up in the United States of America. Like, it's unbelievable, all right? So we need to first start at the household here. And then the, the strong point in the household here is called the church, not just us, the body of Christ. And so one time, uh, uh, he was writing a book to Ephesians, though the people act, I almost said my way, they were acting a fool, okay? And in the church, and they had things going on, and Paul had to get with them. Because sometimes, if you're not careful, you forget who you are and whose you are. And so he had to, he, he had to give them a lesson. Uh, he he kind of scolded them, but he taught them at the same time that he was scolding them, you see? Because, see, let me tell you how, you all are all ambassadors of Christ. That's what you are for Christ. The biggest pulpit is, is your job. Your job, you see? You would hope that your job, it, this shouldn't be, this here should be easy because you all should be saved here, all right? But the unsaved people on your job, some in your family. And so uh, if the church doesn't have it together, and church people don't have it together, how can they expect the world to have it together? Well, right? right? Now, there should be a time when some of the things you used to do, you don't do anymore. Yes, you see? It's, it's a used to be thing. This is why God uses certain people in ministries, because he likes people in ministries that have done crazy stuff. Because they can tell you what it's like. Right. To, you see, uh, sometimes I heard uh, my pastor years ago said, the problem, that's my godmother years ago, Bishop Malone said, some people really don't know God like they should because they ain't been saved from nothing. But, but those of us who have been saved from something, we know the power of Christ. Right? You see, these are the mighty, these are the mighty people that have a testimony. There's nothing any more powerful than a testimony. Now, a testimony is you're testifying to people who you used to be, where you came from, and where you're at now. Does that make sense? Right. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how he's getting on these people and how we need to be, be real careful about our yesterday's attitude coming back. Right. You know, have you ever quit? Everybody's been on, most people have been on a diet in here, right? And you can do it for a while, right? And then you go back. I'm looking at, um, uh, the, these guys are looking great in here. Losing weight and they're saying, and I, Brother Joe was saying, DJ started it. Yeah, he started losing, then I'm looking around and Brother Joe looks great out there and others are getting fit. You know, pastor's been working on it. We're looking, we're trying to stay fit up in here, right? So listen to what I'm saying. Once somebody starts something, then other people fall in line. That's a good thing. That's right. We're not doing looking fit to be cute. We're looking fit to keep from getting diabetes and high blood pressure and all the other things that can happen, right? Well, it's the same thing spiritually. We need healthy spiritual people right. to help other people that, is, that are Christian and saved, but they're not healthy. And see, because they have a, a 
taste of God's nature, but they don't have the fullness of God's nature. And see, what God really wants to do is reproduce himself in us. God wants to do, he wants to reproduce himself in us. All right? And so you know, so uh, when God created man, said, let us create man in our own image. And he did that. And man was doing pretty good until that mess happened in the garden. And when, when it happened in the garden of Eve, okay, uh, what happened there is he, uh, Adam lost dominion because he didn't do what God told him to do. And so Satan took dominion. Yes, and he became a very powerful, powerful, yes, adversary uh, in, in people. He was called the, and then the second Adam, Jesus, came along and destroyed that for us that understand that being saved, born again, then we have a new, we become a new creature in Christ. All right, so we want messages that are not only gonna help us sitting in here for 35 to 40 minutes, we want messages that's gonna help us when we walk out of this building, you see? We want it, it to affect us how we live, change our lifestyle, you see? change the thing, I mean, we don't hear, it's getting so now that they don't even put on the news about suicide, wow. right? You don't hear about it anymore because it's become a common thing, you know, and, and the highest suicide rate in, 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 for us is Johnson County, all right? The people you all see with big houses and things that you'd like to have that, yeah, but something else goes with that if you don't have this. And so, so you see, so we got to start taking a look around us, okay? And so he's, he's going to teach these people something. He's talking to church people. It always amazes me that when people go to church, they think that the Bible's written for folks out there. You know, not these epistles. No, that they're written for folks in here. Yeah, they're written for church folks, right? And so here we go, uh, Ephesians 6, 20 and 32. This is going to be coming from the Amplified. He says, but you did not learn Christ in this way. If, in fact, you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus, which is revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your previous way of life. Now, that's, I want to stop here. Regarding your previous way of life. Previous is past. You see? It's past life. There's something, I don't care, look at me very closely. Yesterday is past. You can get saved today. Past. You can ask for forgiveness right now. And, it, and it's past. We want, we want people testifying and witnessing about the power of forgiveness. God forgiveness. Because we have, all of us came out of somewhere. All of us have, in, in any... Let me tell you something. Anybody that says they are saved had a previous life. That's right. You can't be saved and not have a previous life. That's right. You see, if you saved, you had to be saved from something. That's right. right? That's the power of the cross. Yeah. Right? Amen. That's what salvation is. Mm -hmm. That's giving your life to Christ. Yeah. Repentance. You see, that because you had a previous life you should have done all those things and some of us have to go back so it reminds me sometimes one of my favorite stories is probably was me uh, Jesus went and touched the blind man 
Remember that? Yeah. And he asked the blind man, couldn't you see? And he said, oh, I see, but I see men as trees. So we had to do what? Touch him, Touch him again. Thank God for that scripture, because some of us are really excited about that, because God has to touch again, again, and again, you see. But his mercy and his grace, he's willing to do that. Are you with me? And then eventually he could see clearly, you see, you see. You understand what I'm talking about? Because that previous life, if you're not careful, it will, it will come back and you will see it, okay? So here we go. He said, you put off your old self. Put off what? Our old self. He said, put and off. he didn't say he was going to take it off. No, he said, you he put said, off. He said, you put off your old self. You got to put off your old self. There are things that, that you used to be, it's like a wardrobe. Some of you all know that. Some of the, especially women know that. There's things that you used to wear, you don't wear today. Now, I can't say that today, in today's time. There was a time uh, you wouldn't wear what you wear at a church that you used to not, you know. But you have your Sunday clothes, right? And so, right, because we call it dressed up. You know, because most of you all are too young to remember. You didn't have enough stuff to do, like we do now, change every Sunday. You had your Sunday clothes. Yeah, one outfit. One outfit. Yes, you see. But see, you know, so, so you would take off the, the, the other work clothes and put on your Sunday clothes. All right? Well, the Bible is telling us that we need, yes, we need to redo this thing. So if we're going to put something off, then that means you got to put something on. Here we go. All right? He says, not only put off your old self, but completely discard your former nature. So but that nature, my old nature is gone. What I desired before, that old nature is gone. You got to get rid of that old nature. Discard your old nature. You see, the most difficult thing to do is to let it go. Sometimes you got to let it go. You got to. It shouldn't work anymore. You shouldn't have a desire for it anymore. You have. You should have a new nature. Okay. He says again, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires. And deceitful desires, and so deceitful desires, are, it's a sneaky thing. Deceitful desires are a sneaky thing. Have you ever desired something that you, once you got it, it wasn't fulfilling that you thought it would be? Mm. You see? He said, we got to get rid of that. And, it, and, and some of those things, come on here, those th it corrupted our lives for a moment. Cause and everything ain't sex, drugs, and alcohol. It can be financial, right? There's a lot of other things it can be. You see, so we have to be careful that, that, that we don't allow Satan, he's deceitful anyway, and shows the flesh. You see, all right? There's sometimes, remember, you all laugh about it, but it's not a funny thing, it's a serious thing. You can laugh because it's funny, but it's serious. You know, so to some people, uh, uh, a deceitful thing is I can eat uh, a slice of pie. But the deceitful thing is why are you eating a slice? It costs too much to slice buy the whole pie. Oh yeah. There's some folks in here do that. You see? Yes. You all understand what I'm talking about. 
but I'm getting better. You see, I was so good yesterday. I said, let's go out and eat something, place that I really like, and we done good, great dinner, you know, and, uh, but Gwen wanted some um, carriage cake or whatever that thing is called, and it's, it is good at this place. I mean, man, it'll make you cry. It's good. It'll make you slap your mama, all right? And so usually when I have a meal, okay, I'm, I'm saying is, if you're going to order it, eat it. Yeah, ain't no, y'all be so proud of me. I took it home and it's still somewhere today. <laughs> you see, you see? So I'm changing, I'm changing a little bit. I'm getting there because it's in everything. It's in everything. All right, be careful that you don't go backwards. All right? We're told in verse 23, be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. And, and, when, and so that means you're never there. It says be continued, renewed in the spirit. I love that. Spirit of your mind. Spirit, that's the little one. That's you, not the Holy Spirit, you. Your spirit of your mind. And it says uh, uh, continually being renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's right. You see? And that's where it is. It all starts here. You see? Who's in your head? What thoughts are in your head? You see, when it means, it says continue, every day your mind needs to be renewed. Period. Because there are certain things that come into your life daily that wants to cause you to go backwards. And so you have to be renewed in your mind. And do what? Which also means having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. And I like that because it's talking to me. It's having a fresh, untarnished mental, spiritual attitude. It changes my spiritual attitude. You see what I'm saying? That's called growing up. It's your spiritual attitude that has to change. That's right. That's right. You see, and your spiritual attitude is not going to change until your mind changes. That's right. So does the man think of, so does the woman think of in a heart, so is she, so is he. You see, it's a mind thing. Some things are so, it's, it starts in your mind and then it gets to your spirit. Yeah. And if you want to change, when you, you want to change it, you got to have a renewing in your mind. That's right. And once you have a renewing in your mind, then your attitude changes. Because, see, let me tell you something about that. A lot of people get on people and they think that uh, they can help them. They don't have an emotional disorder. They got a spiritual disorder. That's right. Now, now, there's a lot of people with emotional disorders. We all know that. But some folks is deeper than that. They way past the, the physical. They into the spiritual disorder. You see? And this stuff in their mind. The spirit of their mind. Okay? Now you say, Pastor, that doesn't make sense. God is a spirit, and we must worship him in spirit and truth. Wait a minute. That means I don't worship God with my mind. I worship God with my spirit. So my spirit has a mind. And my spirit should have a mind to worship God in spirit and in truth. You see? But in my old self, my spirit worshipped me. And when it worshipped me, it worshipped my desires. You see? And it was about me. Does that make sense? Okay. 
Then we're told in verse 24, put on the new self. Put on what? The new self. Th that means we got to put on the new self. New self. New self. Who's got to put it on? I do. We got to put it on. Right. You got to put on the new self. See, some people want, uh, they just keep changing. Changing addresses, changing folks, changing this. No, you need to put on the new self. If you put on a new self, you could change in all these other things. That's right. Because the problem ain't around you, the problem is you. Yeah. Right? Right. right? And that's a tough one to put on your new self. It's tough. But until you become a new self, you're still in the old self. And as long as you're in the old self, you're going to process and think, right? And respond the old way. That's right. Okay. Am I doing all right? That new self, too, is the regenerated and renewed nature. And it's a renewed what? Nature. It's the, if you have a renewed nature, then the old nature is gone. You see? Now, the, listen to me. My old nature responded to my flesh. My new nature, right, is God reproducing himself in me. You see? And when you got the new nature, you things that used to entertain you, they don't entertain you anymore because you, they don't appeal to you anymore. They used to, but they don't anymore. Isn't that right? Because you have a different appetite now. All right? The Bible says it this way, Pastor, that that new self created in God's image or God-like. So let's say that, God-like. God-like. It's created in, yes, it's created. It's different. It's God-like. Remember, God reproducing himself in us. It's God-like. It's like we're created in the image of God. Now we're back there. We're taking dominion through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're taking dominion over what Adam lost dominion over. That's right. And now once we have God-like, then we have dominion. We can take back our lives and live the righteous life that God would have us to live. That's right. That's right. You all understand what I'm talking about? Right. You can do it. That's right. Yeah, you can. You can do it. Satan's a liar. You can do it, okay? Now, you got to remember now, when you, when you change that, there's, uh, there's going to be folks around you that's going to still try to feed you, yeah, that, that, that old food, whether it be spiritually, mentally, or emotionally. They're going to they're try to do that, right? You see, they're, they're not going to leave you. It's just going to say, I'm not going to respond to it anymore. All right? Scripture says, in the righteousness and holiness of the truth. Well, Living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. The, the way to, the, the, uh, to please God is to live like God would have you to live. Right. Let's make it simple. The way to please God is to live like Christ. You see, I think uh, Isaac done a class about it, and I talked about it last week, called worship. We always thought worship all the time was just singing and praising. No, worship in God is living how God would have us to live. I do this because I love him. I'm obedient to him. You understand where I'm coming from. All right? And, and, and once you get that to that point in your life, you, you have God power. You see, God power. And God, nothing like God power. That's what I call it, God power. And see, and I get it from the word of God. And you all heard me teaching, I think it was last Bible study on Tuesday, word power. Word power gives me God power. Reading God's word, word power, gives me God's power. 
when I read God's word, I got God's power because he reproduces himself in me through his word. Amen to that. All right. They were told, therefore, rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth, each one with his neighbor. Should never happen in the church. We got, this stuff needs to go. This stuff needs to go. What if business of yours, what the person sitting next to you doing? You've heard me say for years, when you're pulling up weeds out of somebody else's garden, you know what they're doing in yours? They're growing in yours. You see, there's some people know more, uh, Brother Logan, they know more about somebody sitting next to them than they about themselves. They life about to fall apart, and they were there trying to fix somebody else's. You see? He's cleaning this up. He's, tell, he's talking to a church, folks. And we need to get this stuff right here. We need, to be, we need to start living what we talk about or what we preach. You see? And that's, in other words, it's not stay out of people's business. That's what it really means here. That's, that's right. Not, yeah. All he's, right. He says, for we are all parts of one another, and we're all parts of the body of Christ. So we're all parts of what? One another. And we're all parts of what? The body of Christ. All of us. There ain't nothing on the other side of all people. That's right. Well, all of us in here are part of the body of Christ. Yes, you're brothers and sisters, and you're part of the body of Christ. And you don't need, they don't, I mean, you don't need to be lying to folks and uh, uh, telling half-truths and spreading rumors. The worst thing that ever happened in this country is when they had uh, these phones that you can get all this craziness stuff and send people messages. It's good, but Satan took that thing and he's got folks doing the same, lying and folks are confused about stuff. You can look up on your cell phone and find out that, well, so-and-so is doing so-and-so. How is that important to you? You better look up on that phone and get a scripture. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's right. You see? All right. Yeah. So then we're told, Pastor, in verse 26, be angry at sin. Be angry at sin. Now, this is the one you have to be very careful with. It says, be angry at sin. So people say, the Bible says, don't be angry. Yeah, it does. It, there's some things that ought to anger you. That's right. It says, be angry at sin. I'm using this as a parable. Say a parable. parable. How can you not be angry at what's going on over there? And, and right. Yeah. That makes me angry, and I'm seeing babies crying and all that stuff. How can you not be angry at some of the stuff you see that goes on in this country? That's right. You see? It bothers me. You see, it angers me. But it's a good anger. And if it's a good anger, you'll pray about it. And if it's a good anger, you'll do something about it. If, no, if something else, send some money or we'll do something. That's right. You see? I am angry, very upset at this... Now, y'all may not be, but one of the things that I'm angry about is COVID-19, is that what they call it? I'm angry about that. I mean, that thing tried to shut their churches that are not coming back, people. Statistics say, this is pitiful. The statistics are saying that 50% of the people who are in churches won't attend churches again. They're either not go anyplace or do everything in a line stream. Well, line stream is okay, that's what it's called, is okay, but not going, because you know, we Americans, 
uh, mind, you got to keep on us or we'll get out there somewhere. Some of that's the demonic. That's right. Some of that's demonic. Because the Bible tells us not to forget to do what? To, to assemble ourselves together. So if you, some, some folks say that, I don't have to. Well, the Bible said, yeah, you need to. And we're grateful now that we can live stream because live stream is a form of it. But without anything, you can't please God. That's right. That's right. You know, live stream is a form of fellowship because some people, that's a good thing because they can't get to church, but they're still a part of the church. Even though we can't see them, they see us. That's right. All right, but doing nothing is not the way it's going to work, but there are people doing nothing because Satan doesn't want it. He's upset right now because you all are in here. Right. That's right. That's right. He, you know, he's upset because you have said to yourself, I'm coming to church. Yes, sir. You see, I'm going you know, to wear a mask. I'm coming to church. He don't like that. You see, he, first of all, he doesn't, he, he doesn't want that. And then second, he's mad at some of these people live, looking at the live stream. He's upset at them because, well, you're looking at him on live stream. You're still getting the message in your home. He's upset at any way the gospel gets into your head, whether it be live stream or you're sitting in here, it upsets him. Right. He wanted to shut it down, but he couldn't, but he did. Some churches don't have the finances to get the equipment to live stream. Thank you. I got it this time, all right? Again, be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, at and ungodly behavior, yet do not. I'm, a, I'm mad and I'm upset at the behavior of the things in this country and the things Russia's doing. But I'm not going to get caught up in to be the judge. I'm going to let God do that and ask him to fix it. That's right. That's right. Or ask God to fix it. It angers me. You see? Am I making sense? I'm angry at, at a lot of the injustice that goes on with people. Now the, the things that's happening to our Asian brothers. You all have been lit reading that and seeing that. That's insane. You see, it seems like America, Sister Edda, I'm, all, I'm angry that America can find, always find a group of people to hate. That's right. That's right. That's right. But not us. Because we, we are one. We love each other, because the Bible says that. All right? It says, do not let your anger cause you shame. Don't let your anger cause you shame and do something stupid. Nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. Get it straight. I'm talking to you households in here. Don't get angry and start running off at the mouth, cussing, belittling, and definitely not putting your hands on folks. That's right? Right? He said, fix it before what? Before the sun go down. Yes. I know y'all. Yes, he said, fix it. This ain't me talking. The Bible saying, fix it. You see, it ought to be kisses and hugs. That's right. That's right. Before the sun go down, it ought to be kisses and hugs. It ought to be fixed. It ought to be a, a, a call, cell phone call. I was going to say telephone because I'm old. You know, ought to be a call. Hey, we need to fix this That's right. before the sun goes down. Don't go to sleep angry. Isn't that crazy? You done promised to love somebody to death do us part. 
You see, and you're supposed to be together, one, that's what the Bible says, you married folks, but married folks, and you go to bed, one's on the couch and one's in the bedroom. That means you didn't fix it. This says fix it. Says don't let the sun go, yeah, if you have to stay up all night, talk. Fix it. You see? Then we're told, do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin. Don't, don't. And remember, I've always taught you all, Satan is an opportunist. Yeah, he's a big-time opportunist. He looks for every place he can get an opportunity to walk into your life and cause you to sin. He is an opportunist. He is an opportunist. He is waiting for an opportunity to get in. He wants a toehold then he gets a foothold, and then he gets a stronghold. Yes, and you better understand that. Amen. Satan is an opportunist. That's right. It's just like you're sitting in here now, and you, got, you look good and you feel good. Before the day's up, somebody's going to try to come in and mess up. That's right. That's right. They're going to take an opportunity. We're waiting for something to go crazy, you see. That's right. Trust me. Call me if it happens. Say, Pastor, you were right. That's right. You see, maybe not make it to, out of the parking lot, right? Satan is an opportunist. That's right. You all have to start learning this. You got to, oh, I ain't going to deal with that. I know who's behind that. That's right. Satan is trying to cause division in my household. That's right. I'm not going to allow that. We're going to fix that. You see? You got it? All right. Pastor, here are some of the sins. Holding a grudge. And that is always crazy. Nurturing anger. And that holding a grudge is, is quite is a difficult thing to do. And nurturing anger. You ever got angry at somebody about one thing and then sat there long enough to keep piling up stuff on? Sure. You see? And it happens, in, it really happens in relationships all the time. You start angry out about this little thing, Brother Roderick. Next thing, you was arguing about where you were going to show to see. Next thing, well, you know, last week you done this. Well, I, you spent too much money doing this, and I didn't want to do this in the first place. And you just keep piling on, piling on, piling on, piling on, piling on. <laughs> Nourishing that anger, feeding that anger right. to the point that you done forgot what the first anger was all about because you done piled all that other anger up on it. Right. And so now you can't, you done dug a hole so deep you can't get out of it. Right. Don't nourish anger. That's right. Don't nourish anger. I'm trying to help you in your personal life. Don't do it in your, in your personal life. I ain't been mistreated as an African American man. Yes. You see, years ago, small town, you know that's going to happen. There's things that happen, you can't go here, can't do that. If you nourish that, if I'd have nourished that, I wouldn't be able to be here loving my brothers, and my Caucasian brothers and sisters. Okay, brothers and sisters. There are people, yeah, they do that. They nourish their anger at what happened yesterday. Well, if you're 75, then you, and you, got, you know that things happened back there. You got to come in today. You can't nourish it. Do y'all hear me? Amen. All right. So if anybody's, I'm, I'm talking to somebody in here, or God would have me do this message. 
Get over it. Get over it. Quit feeding it. All right? He says, or harboring resentments or cultivating bitterness. Yep, cultivating bitterness. But he's, he's bringing it right down. Get that stuff out of your house. Get it out of your life. Get it out of your conscience. Get it out of your spirit. All right? It says in verse 28, the thief who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living. In other words, once you come to Christ, you go to work. Get a job. Go to work. Go to work. This is what the Bible says. Go to work. You give your life to Christ. Go to work. All right? Again, put on that new self. Yeah, that's right. You're not lazy anymore. You, you, you have a responsibility. See, one, one thing Christian people don't get, when they get a job, they go by the rules because they glorify God in their work. All right. The Bible says, producing that which is good with his own hands so that he will have something to share with those in need. Get yourself in a position to share with somebody that has a need. Keep going, please. Do not let unwholesome or foul, profane, Boy, worthless, it, vulgar it, words. He keeps, he keeps pounding this here. This is the scripture. It's like, I'm going to get y'all some more. He comes back. He said, well, let me go back and get this church again. Let me get them some more. They ain't had enough. Get them a foul what? Profane what? Worthless what? Vulgar. Vulgar what? Words, Words. ever come out of your mouth. Don't let that come out of your mouth. Christians, Christians, Christians. He's talking about us. Her name is what her mama named her. That's right. Her name, his name is what his mama named him. Pastor, you don't understand. I don't have to understand. I didn't write it. God done this. You see, the first time somebody, you all got these young girls, and a lot of young girls in this church, you need to take them over this sometime this week. People look at, what are you looking at? One wrong word. One wrong word. One wrong word. You out of there. Here's, here's what you can teach the, your, your young people, young girls. My mama didn't name me that. Who are you talking to? You can't be talking to me because my daddy didn't name me that. Oh, you hear me? All right, the first time, because it gets worse from there. The Bible says we're only to speak with words that are good for building up others. We... We are only to speak words to build up each other. It is amazing to me what that does. As a coach, you learn that real quick. There's some people who, who you coach, and you all that's ever coached people in here, they have so much great potential, but they've been bruised and wounded and beat down with negative talk that when you get them, it takes a whole lot of work to build them back up. That's right. Then you got those others that have parents like this, coaches like this. They build them back up. And they become superstars. Okay. The potential's always been there. Yes, sir. He just needed somebody to bring it out. 
Let me tell you something. On Saturdays, on Saturdays, Brother Larry, for some of you all don't know, he gives an inspiration about 20, 20, 25 minutes every Saturday, 10 o'clock, 10.30. At 10.30, he's been doing it for about a year. The guys come in and clean the building. And it was a beautiful thing to see all these guys. These guys come in here, and they clean, up the, they clean up the building, and they do that stuff. It's a beautiful thing to see men in the church yeah, doing stuff. You see, you see, and our, our men that do that, we don't have, don't get mad at me, people. We don't have ushers, little ladies with a little black dress and a little black white thing doing this. No, we ain't going to do that. So these men, men ain't sitting down. No, women sit down, men stand up. That's right. Can I say it again? Say it again. The women sit down, men stand up. That's right. right? And your boys see that, and they begin to become men. All right? You see, I used to be afraid of, I'm like, this little guy always hollering at these big guys. We got some big guys in here. And then they look at uh, the pastors of a uh, little guy. But then I had to start reading about how many of the powerful men in the world were little guys. Right. Yeah. You look at them, they're little guys. You see, like one of my favorite coaches is that Alabama's coach, uh, Coach Saban. He's probably about 5'9". And you know what the football players look like. And he, he looks up at them. He's all up in their face. But they become champions. That's right. That's right. We want to be champions in here. That if we're going to be champions, we have to go and live what the gospel demands of us to live. Period. You see, come on, men. We have to live up to that. People have told you that you can't do this because of history and this and that. No, it's a lie. You can do that starting today. If you're born again and you're a new creature in Christ, you start at a new spiritual level. Don't never let anybody tell you who you can't be. That's right. Now I'm through fussing. Go ahead with the next scripture. What's that? Again, we're to use words that are good for building others up according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. Did you say occasion? According whatever to the need the, and the occasion. Whatever the need and the occasion is. There's a need over here. Somebody needs you to give them some kind words and build them up. There's a young lady over here needs an older woman to talk to her and build her up. Some occasions are what the person needs in their life at that time. All right, here we go. I tell you, one of the greatest things that there is in here is that we do get excited and y'all do good. When you have a first lady that works as hard, Gwen gets more calls than me, thank God. Gwen gets more calls than me. But now she'll hand that phone to me when it gets a little bit. It is a wonderful thing that you have an occasion to bless someone. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing, all right? Verse 30, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him. Please who? Please him. Please God. That's right. You want to please God? Do what he said. Yeah. Amen. What, what, what verse is that? 30. Okay. 
which by whom you were sealed and marked or branded as God's own for the God. day of redemption. Who do you belong to? God. Who do you belong to? God. You God's what? God's own. That's right. Come on. So let all bitterness and wrath Boy, and he anger. Keeps, he keeps getting back to this, doesn't he? Go back to them words. I mean, he keeps getting back to uh, attitude. These are attitude words. He go keep, this is the third time. This ain't me repeating myself. This is Paul repeating himself. Get it together and get, let all bitterness at all these households. Then it won't be in the neighborhood, right? right? And then it won't be in the church. All right? It says an anger and clamor or perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding, and slander. Wait a minute, what the fault finding? How do you know more about somebody than they know about some, they more about themselves? That's right. Let me tell you something. You lying if you think it, because the Bible says the only one that knows a man's spirit is the spirit. Is the spirit. Right. You see, because what you see ain't really sometimes what it is, That's right. because you can't see another person what's in another person's spirit. All right. He says, Isaac says something about me sometimes, and Sister Gwen goes, I say. Your mama goes to the store and people just speak to her. They do, I'm telling you, it's, it's unbelievable to me. Don't even know it. They just start speaking to her and talking to her, and she's, that, not, that bothers me because I'm ready to get up out of there. But she, she's ready to talk, but she has that And my son says, so what do people do? He said, Dad, you don't look approachable. <laughs> <laughs> but I really am. You see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't get much out of that. <laughs> uh, you know? I, I might need to work on that, huh? Uh, I might smile, you know? Yeah, I gotta put it there. I'm gonna put a smile on or something. Right. Uh, here we go. Again, he says, let all this stuff be put away from you, along with every kind of malice. He keeps going, whatever kind of malice. All spitefulness. All spitefulness. Verbal abuse. What? I say again. Yes. Verbal abuse. Again. Verbal abuse. Shouldn't happen in this church. Shouldn't happen anywhere. The Bible says it. All right. Or malevolence. And you need to train and talk to your daughters and your sons. Show them where it's written at. You see, it's amazing to me that a man says he loves his daughter. Yeah, but he, he uses verbal abuse to the mother, knowing that the daughter's going to wind up thinking that's okay. That's right. Okay. You, you remember when I done, uh, some of you all wouldn't there, when I done Marco and Tyrone's uh, wedding, and I got into one of those parts, and he stuttered. And I put that book down and said, I ain't got nothing to worry about doing. <laughs> Didn't I do that? <laughs> Great man, incredible husband, Tyrone is. But he stuttered. <laughs> DJ, he stuttered. You see? All right? Now, most people wouldn't do that, but you might want to. Not stutter. Make sure you got it clear. That's right. That's right. All right. Again, Pastor, all of this is to put off the old self, put on the new self. And here's how to be an imitator of God. Verse 32 says, 
Be kind and helpful to one another. That's what we're supposed to do. Tender-hearted. Tender-hearted. Compassionate. Compassionate. Understanding. Whoa. Forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. That's how it works. You can't be in a relationship that ain't going to have some forgiveness in it. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. If somebody can't do that, you need to get rid of that. Because sooner or later, they're going to need it. This is the Bible. Listen, let me tell you something. You know how crazy we are as people sometimes? Did he just not read that uh, we got to forgive people like Christ forgave us? Then that means we're going to do some things that we need forgiven for. Amen? All right. All right. All right. We've got, we got a couple of announcements that we want to do. You all can cut me off. All right, real quick, um, since we're opening the church back up, a lot of people, a lot of you haven't been in here in a while.